6: This is the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSN.
2: <sighs> okay, we welcome you in. I already heard a sigh from my guy, Michael Lombardi, because he is fired up. I was listening, uh, I was kind of peeking in on the podcast a little earlier today. Don't forget, GM Shuffle drops today and Thursday. As we welcome you in, I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi line on a Monday here on vSIN the Esports Betting Network, and you were yelling. So here's my question. Where do we start? Where do we start? Do we start with Belichick schooling Stefanski? Do we start with the New York teams being a combined nine and three? Do we start with Tom Brady emasculating his offensive line, which was a joke? Where, Or do we start with your boy up in the Northwest, Kyler Murray? Did you see, this is so random, but did you see when Rondell Moore was coming back around and Kyler Murray stood there, Didn't even pretend to want to block for him. That's a mess in the desert. I threw you a couple of options. Now you
6: run with it. What do you got for me, my man? Uh, Well, I I mean, since I'm always in a very positive mood and I'm very, uh, you know, uh, upbeat guy, (laughs) glasses always half full, you know, I'm going to start on the positive side. Let's start with the Jets and the Giants about how they've been able to turn this around, specifically the Giants. Let's start there. You know, when you look at that box score and you go through that game tape and you watch it, you say to yourself, how did they win? And it's a great lesson for all of us to learn that when you don't beat yourself in football, you have a really good chance of winning games. And this game here, Baltimore and New York, Baltimore has another 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, 12 minutes to go, is a lesson in New York being resilient, Give them credit. Timely. I think underscore the word timely. They drive the ball down 72 yards to get that touchdown to make it 20-17. to 17. And the team that felt the pressure the most wasn't the Giants were the Ravens. And they melted on a bad snap and an interception, and they give the game away. Now, you talk about winning is a habit. Giving games away has become a habit in Baltimore. And so credit the New York football Giants for hanging. Credit the New York Jets for, for winning another game. Now, I think this was, to go a little negative here, this was the finest hour of the LaFleur brothers, one coaching for the Jets, one coaching for the Packers. They both had remarkable that the two brothers had 278 yards exactly the same, right? Remarkable. How could that happen? The other factor that was remarkable is both teams combined for five for 27 on third down. Five for 27. The New York football Jets were, Won this game being one of 11 on third down, but they were timely. Once again, in the fourth quarter, they scored 10 points and put the game away.
2: Some house cleaning. The Bucks were big favorites. They lost at Pittsburgh. The Green Bay Packers were big favorites. As Michael just mentioned, they lost at home. Baltimore, five and a half point favorites. They lose at the Meadowlands. San Francisco, three and a half point favorites. They lose at Atlanta. Of course, the Browns loss at home will get to Belichick. Arizona loses on the road as a favorite. Favorites 6-6 six and six straight up in ATS yesterday. The Dogs 8-4. and four, Excuse me, the Unders 8-4. and four, So almost 60% on the season. Michael, you mentioned the Giants, so let's go back. 24-20 winner. They forced two turnovers in the final three minutes. 14 unanswered in the final quarter. That's really the difference was the turnovers. This is coaching. It really- you have to put this on day ball.
6: It, it, you got to put it – look, I think it's really about Dayball coaching the team, coaching them how to win. Martindale. Mike Kafka calling the game really well, calling the game, not extending – no matter what happens in the game, not going to let it get away. Martindale. The, the Ravens get 420 yards of offense and don't win the game. Now, the Ravens have nobody else to blame but themselves. Ten penalties for 74 yards. Ten penalties in the game. Two turnovers. A missed field goal that nobody counts in the turnover column but you and I. Right? No explosive plays. They had, they had, they had, oh, excuse me. The Giants had no explosive plays in the game. And yet all they do, they're like Yertle the Turtle. They just keep moving along, moving along. Oh, you want to mess it up? Go ahead. You mess it up. We'll be right here to win the game. And they've done it. Credit to them. Credit to them. Could they go and lose to Jacksonville next week? Without a doubt. Could they lose to somebody else? Yeah. No doubt. Their margin for error is slim. But here's what I would say. They find a way to win the game In the fourth quarter, and they have not melted to the pressure of the moment, whereas Baltimore has.
2: There was, what, the strip from Kayvon Thibodeau late of Lamar Jackson, and you just, I think you put it perfectly, there's something weird around the Ravens right now, whether it's vibes, you want to put it that way, but the opposite is true for the Giants, and it's a new head coach. Here's Brian Dayball talking after the game.
7: Yeah, I mean I'm not really worried, you know that. I'm not worried about numbers. His job is to compete, to lead his football team down, particularly the offense, make good decisions with the football, take care of it, execute in the red zone. And I know this was another fourth quarter one for him. Um, again, it's when you're a quarterback, you love to throw it, you know, 60 times a game. Uh, but we have to, you know, each week we have to play the way we think we have to play and look, it was far from perfect. It really was. That's that's a hell of a football team over there. Um, But I appreciate the way he competes, and I think his level-headedness really helps him.
2: 19-27, 173, two touchdowns, no pick. Jones, your reaction to Dayball there, Michael Lombardi?
6: Well, I mean, look, they did a really good job. They had 50 rushes and completions, completions, only eight incompletions in the game. Only eight. And like Brian said there, let him back again. Timely, timely one of the things that I've always felt with with Daniel Jones is get him in a lot of third downs. The Ravens had him in 14 third downs yesterday, and he converted seven of them, especially on that last drive. I mean, you know, they won the game in the fourth quarter. They had eight first downs in the fourth quarter, forced a turnover, and scored 14 points. When the pressure was the most, they responded. And I think Baltimore, you know, Stephen Baum was talking about before the show about Buffalo and how they built the team around Josh Allen. I think one of the things that Baltimore hasn't done, even though they've gotten A-pluses on every single draft going back for the last 30 years, that they, they have they have really struggled, to me, of, of identifying what makes Lamar more successful. Like, they let Hayden Hurst go. They really haven't replaced him with another tight end. They don't have a nickel back that really could be dynamic. And they don't have a slot receiver that could be dynamic. They're always focusing on the outside part of the field when Lamar is an inside part of the field passer. And they haven't done that. And I think when they get into these big games and these pressure moments, they can't execute when they need to execute.
2: How dare you bring up the Ravens draft track record by the I mean the Ravens every like year. A pluses. The Ravens looked like the better team all afternoon. That's the problem. You know, the I mean, Giants Patrick, didn't have hundred yards until the third quarter. I mean, this is this is a this is an issue with the Ravens
6: right now. I, I mean, they averaged seven yards a play. The Giants averaged three eight. I mean, you know, the game was twenty to ten with twelve minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It should have been twenty seven. The part of the problem was the Ravens were bad in the red zone. They're one for three in the red zone. 0 for one on goal to go. You know, that's part of the issue there. They get down there and they couldn't put the game away. And when they got the ball back when it was 20-17 to 17 and the pressure's on them a little bit, they melted. They melted. And, and, and say whatever you, you know, look, do I think the Giants are a 5-1 team? It's what their record says they are. And one more thing we learn about football, you can gain all the yards you want. You can have all the production you want in terms of average per play, all that. At the end of the day, points matter. I know they don't matter to Cliff Kingsbury, but points matter.
2: you dog you dog you we'll get to him i think it was more important what sunglasses he wore at seattle than whether or not
6: he's 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 a terrible but don't 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 don't, don't put it all on him that quarterback has stolen money from that franchise that quarterback is not playing good he's not playing good i don't care what the worldwide leader is going to come out with today on all their shows I, i i mean As a betting network and a betting company that gives out advice, you know, and I was on Arizona yesterday because my logic was wrong and I was an idiot for doing it, but I felt like of all the times he was going to get himself turned around, it would have been against Seattle. You know, loose plays, speed, make a play here, make a play there, and boy, was I was wrong. He made zero plays. 4.4 yards per play. He made zero plays.
2: You watched that game because it was one of those, of you know, three in the late window. I was watching the whole entire thing. He never stepped up and made a play. However, he his coach he looks disinterested. Is, is, he, he looks he, disinterested. disinterested. I told you, Rondell Moore was coming back around on a play at a huge point in the game, and he literally he
6: stood there like a statue, like he just didn't care. And fumbled Murray's the a weird cat. Yeah, yeah. You You gave him money. You, re, I mean, that entourage crew out in Arizona is the best. It's the best. I mean, only in the NFL can they do that. I mean, it's entourage.
2: <laughs> Steve Keim must have Bidwell pictures. Okay, so conversely, Baltimore, the better team, they lose a football game. Uh, how about the Jets? The Jets no, never trailed in the game. Quinnan Williams is dumb good. And Brees Hall had 116 yards on the ground. The rookie, one touchdown. So a 27-10 winner as an eight-point dog.
6: The Jets beat the Packers. Jets had 12 drives in the game, Patrick. Nine of those drives, they had one or less first downs. <laughs> one or less. They had six plays and a 13-play drive. They were timely. Once again, they were timely. They, they had a field goal blocked but they were able to get four sacks. You know, they were able to block a punt. You know, the special teams for the Packers, I don't know if you've noticed this, it's not Terrible. who coaches them, it's who emphasizes it. Poor Rich Bisacci, they thought he was going to be a, well, you can't be a great special teams coach if the head coach isn't going to let you do it. And, and you talk about it, I thought, like I said this on the podcast, I felt like Aaron Rodgers looked like, uh, Glenn Fry when it was over with for the Eagles like I don't want anything to do with these guys anymore like I'm done with this stuff like it looked to me he looked like he had it I'm done <laughs> Can you
2: get edibles in Green Bay is Wisconsin is it legal I don't know I'm sure Aaron can probably find some The only thing worse than the Packers offense was their was their special teams
6: Oh how about they had 13 drives in the game 10 play, 10 drives with one player less
2: Bad news Breaking news. Weed is not legal in Wisconsin. This is going to be a long year for Aaron Rodgers with the whole hippie turn. Okay, that's New York. We have to head to Tampa Bay and talk about the Bucks' Big upset up in Pittsburgh. We continue. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever.
1: You're listening to the Lombardi
6: Line on VSin, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
2: Lombardi Line brought to you by BetMGM and BetMGM, of course, .com or download the app. I love the app. And again, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. If you're in town in Vegas, bring a state of ID to an MGM property. They're all over and you're ready to bet within minutes. you got to be 21 years or older, and if you have a gambling issue, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, back here at Lombardi Line, of course, we close out week six tonight. Chargers open six, touch six and a half. 69% of the bets on the Chargers, yet the number with Denver in town has come down to four and a half. Don't respond. I'll get your response over the next hour and 45 minutes. we got plenty of time, Michael Lombardi. You and Chris Felica, who, by the way, shout to the, the bear, who's doing a great job with the Invitational. If you want the pros picks, you go to vison.com slash subscribe and become a VEASAN pro. You were just talking about Arizona. I want to ask you a question about the Cardinals. Before we do, let's put a bow on the Jets. I got your guy, Salah. How do you say his last name? I love when you say Robert Salah's last name. Salah. How do you say it? I call Salah. him Salah. Salah. Yeah. Well, ever Salai since he said, I, dude, I, I, I just, I, I like your pronunciation better. I, I walk around to my dog and when a friend may be over, I use your pronunciations of names and it just people, everybody loves it. Anywho, um, <laughs> let's hear from Sala who said I'm collecting receipts. And ever since he said it, this team hasn't lost. Let's go ahead and run it bond
8: every game I, I, for me. Every game is a, is such a big deal when you win, um, and uh, <laughs> what I what I love about our team is that I I do we do have a good team, and we do have good players, and we do have a good mindset. And when you are y- as young as we are, there's it's awesome to get confidence. But at the same time, that confidence can be gone next week. And we got to keep the main thing the main thing. I think our process and the way our guys have showed up day in and day out to prepare for games has been outstanding. And um, and we just got to keep the main thing the main thing. And wins are great. And if you love winning, then you. You show up tomorrow and you continue the process and you keep grinding the way we have been, and we'll appreciate the results that we continue getting.
2: Eight point dogs. They won by 17 at Lambeau, where Green Bay had won 15 straight in the regular season, Michael.
6: And, and really did nothing offensively. I mean, they did nothing offensively. They ran the ball a little bit, but I mean, Zach Wilson had 10 completions in the game. He's 10 for 18 in the game. You know, he sacked twice. You know, had one big play down the field. They blew a coverage. Corey Davis goes down there, and then they run the reverse to bur- – bur- they were timely with their execution, no doubt. But they won this game because I think the Packers' offense is broken, and they did they did a lot to make the Packer offense break. Like, this defensive front really got after the Very Packers' good. offensive line. Quentin Williams was good. Rogers had nowhere to go with the football. You know, at some point, I don't know when the is going to figure out, maybe I should get in two backs, maybe I should – Try to move around, get in some tight ends. He keeps leaving the formation open. Like I said, I think Rodgers is almost like, "Are you kidding me?" I mean, as he said after the game, we've got to lower our expectations. They're not good. Their execution in the game. I mean, Rodgers had he had 15 incomplete passes that he threw in the game, but I would say five. He had, there were at least five drops in the game. At least at least five drops, and their execution is not good. He goes for it on fourth and one, you know. They fumble it and almost gets the field goal. They lose, almost gives away three points there. And then, of course, they get a punt blocked. I mean, everything that the Giants do to win games, the Packers have done to lose games. And the Jets just hung around. I mean, sometimes not giving a game away allows you to be in position to win it. And they were, and they did. I mean, how do you win a game when you're 1-for-11 on third down? I don't know. How do you win a game when you're 0-for-2 in the red zone? I don't know how do you win a game when you're zero for one on goal to go. I don't know, but they did.
0: I they love that Patrick, game. They
6: made they made two plays. They had four explosive plays in the game, and you know, and and they were able to do them in a timely fashion. I mean, look, they had they had like I said, they had twenty two plays in the fourth quarter. They had eight first downs and they got ten points. That's why, And they've done that now. This is three weeks in a row they've done it. Give them credit. The Giants and the Jets have been playing well in the fourth quarter.
2: Yep. I love that game where you ask yourself the question and you answer it. That's my favorite. Michael Lombardi, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. Remember, that was the second highest total on the board going into the game. It was 50 and a half. The final score was 19 to 9. The Cardinals were going to... Seattle, to fix some things offensively. Again, they were going up against Seattle, who was giving up the most yards per game, second most points per game. And the Cardinals' offense legitimately may be the worst performance of the year. They scored nine oh. points. They couldn't get it done on third or fourth down. Let's they didn't score the nine
6: here. points, Patrick. They did not score nine points. They The 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 the, the, the Seattle punt team dropped a punt, and, and they picked it up and ran it. That's at, right. Bonjo That's ran right. it in for six. I mean, They, didn't, they couldn't right. even make the two-point play on that. I mean, the first the first drive of the game, they go all the way down the field. They got first and goal at the two. They can't get it in. He runs out of bounds at the five. You know, I mean, no big deal. And then of course on third down, he gets the ball tipped. And then so the next drive, they start to go down the field. Okay, but no, you know, we're, we're we 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 don't need point. We don't need three points. Who cares about three points? You know, we'll go for it on fourth and four. He throws one in the dirt over there, and Rondell Moore can't make the catch. The guy averaged four 4 a play. They were one for five on third down. They passed up three field goals, a 20-yarder, a 27, and a 23. That's where the ball was spotted on all those three times. He passed up nine points in the game. And he's watching the same game I'm watching. Nobody's scoring any points, and yet he keeps passing up three like three's going to do him no good.
2: I was going to say, three of those fourth-down failures came within inside
6: Seattle's 25-yard line, I think. And 20 20, 27, and 23, that's where the, that's where Seattle got the ball. The end of the half, forget the, the middle eight, it's another disaster, right? You know, another disaster, doesn't run the clock. Seattle gets a, a, a cheap field goal at the end of the half. A cheap field goal at the end of the half. I mean, you know, like, you just give, here's what I don't understand. You give points away, but you're not willing to take points when they're giving them to you.
2: So I want to get to the Seattle Seahawks because at three and three, quite a surprise. The Cardinals moving forward, they're two and four, and I'll set up the number for next week, but DeAndre Hopkins returns. You saw on the broadcast, I know the volume wasn't up at Casa de Lombardi, but you saw that he plays better uh, with DeAndre Hopkins. What would you do, yeah. do to fix this team offensively? Give me Give me the well, answer for the Cardinals.
6: I mean, they didn't have Hudson in there. They lost Pugh to an injury. It's a short week. They don't block anybody, and he doesn't move, and people rush him the same way. Like, at some point, you know, they didn't have James Conner as their running back. You know, Seattle got six sacks in the game. Did you ever think Seattle could get six sacks in any game? Negative. They had Negative. 10 tackle for losses in the game. I'm talking about Seattle's defense. I'm not talking about the, the, the Cowboys. They had six sacks and 10 tackles for losses in the game. That doesn't tell you that we had a breakdown here or there. That tells you there's fundamentally something wrong with our protections and our players. I don't know how to fix it. I really don't. I would fix it because I don't know why you would sign a quarterback who had two more years on a contract that you had every right to adhere to, and you turn around and give him two hundred and fifty. It's like I'm gonna reward him because he won a, like he like he won a Super Bowl. I don't want to make him upset. I don't want to make him upset. Here, here, get upset. Here, this I don't is, want to make him upset. This
2: is—I know. Don't, don't seriously, just stop, Michael. But here's what I what will, will say to you: It does seem like there's some pestulence. Like he—it's—he can run. There were opportunities for Murray to make plays yes yesterday, and it's almost like he was proving a point. Do you see what I'm saying? He's very complex. It's like there are opportunities to do something, and I know I keep harping on this. You know, Carson Wentz is out with a broken finger. They highlighted on that terrible Thursday night game, Carson Wentz throwing blocks for his running backs, correct? Yeah. At least mm-hmm. he was trying. At least no he doubt. was
6: in the game and now he's out. Kyler Murray's the opposite of that. But he's now but he's but this isn't like a news flash. He's always been like this. Like he's but been the But why they pay him? I don't know. The entourage. I don't know. I can't figure it out either. You had two years where you had another year of a contract, plus you had the fifth year. And you would have had – it. you probably could have had three years. I mean, he's only in his – this is his, going to be his fourth – this is his fourth season. You paid him two years early. It may be one of the dumbest decisions you could possibly make. I mean, I get it if you saw that he was Josh Allen or he's Patrick Mahal. But he just lost two playoff games because he couldn't – he threw the ball for 129 yards against the Rams. He got the
2: Todd Gurley bag.
6: Remember when the Rams paid the
2: running back two years a- – Injured running back two years early on the rookie deal. Kyler Murray. Hey, by the way, so Arizona, we just, is going to be there. We just, uh, we know today's Monday. They play Thursday. They get Hopkins back. New Orleans is in town. What do you think the number is?
6: I would say under a field goal, Arizona favored. Yeah, you're correct.
2: They open two. It's been bet down to one and a half. Arizona's laying one and a half on Thursday
6: night to open up week seven with the saints in town uh, lost in all this is Arizona's actually played pretty good on defense the last couple of weeks. I mean, they really have That's because Kingsbury doesn't coach points. that
2: side of the, the, the he doesn't <laughs> coach that side of the ball. <laughs> Sorry. I had to. And
6: Murray's not over there. I mean, look, it, it's just comical how you just give games away, you know, with almost contempt, that like three's not going to, it's the second quarter, you know, we'll talk about new England, Cleveland, but, you know, New England's first drive of the game, they had first and goal from the two. They couldn't get it in. What did he do? He took the three points. But, I mean, why would you follow what he does? Because he's only tied George Halas for the most wins. Why would you copy him? It's ridiculous. I mean, he doesn't—he can't draft either. He doesn't know what he's doing. Seahawks defense sacked Murray six times, forced
2: two, two turnovers, and didn't surrender an offensive touchdown. Your boy Pete Carroll getting it done. This was the All expectations the were at an all-time low. Yep. How'd Absolutely. the books do Thomas Gable has the answer next.
6: You're listening to the Lombardi line on v featuring former NFL executive, Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
2: Okay, remember earlier I mentioned that Circa Invitational, with all the pros, you can get their picks when you're a VEASAN pro. And we still have most of the season to go, and we've already dropped the price. So an opportunity for you to get everything we offer as a VEASAN pro, pro tools, pro picks, pro tips for 99 bucks through the Super Bowl. So it's a great opportunity. As a matter of fact, the Pro Prop Analyzer has a couple of picks from props tonight. Uh, On Monday Night Football, you have to be a VEASAN Pro. It's 99 bucks. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we got you back here Lombardi Line on a Monday. Of course, you have Denver at the Chargers. Four and a half is the number as we welcome in Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sportsbook there at the Borgata. We say good afternoon to Thomas and thank you. Let's start with Buffalo, Kansas City. A 24-20, a great drive for Allen at the end to win and to cover the two and a half. Let's talk about at the Borgata, how money came in late uh, on this Buffalo, Kansas City. How'd you end up settling here?
7: Yeah, so we closed uh, that game two and a half and total closed at 54 and a half. So the the game ended up being uh, not much of a decision for us. It was pretty evenly bet. Uh, Probably would have been a little bit better of an outcome. Had the Chiefs won outright but uh, not much of a decision on that one considering that, you know, it was the marquee game of the day. Uh, It was, it was pretty evenly bet here. And, you know, the, the later slate, uh, the only game that we really had much of a decision on was the Cardinals and the the Seahawks. And, you know, people were, were betting the Cardinals. So that ended up going our way. But uh, after the, the one o'clock games, I mean, they're, there wasn't much left to be had for the betting public. I mean, the, the one o'clock games, I think pretty much wiped everyone out uh, with the, with the big favorites losing outright. <clears throat> and let me just say this, when you have uh, you know, contests like circus survivor or any survivor contest and you have the, you have the field being knocked out, well, what does that equate to in the betting world that equates to, teasers not coming in so uh you know i think mm-hmm. we held some ridiculous teaser margin you know at the one o'clock slate i mean almost 90 percent of teasers we held and uh it, it's really it, it's funny because a lot of the betting public kind of bet teasers one way and that's tease the favorites down they never tease the dogs up and uh when you're teasing the favorites down a day like yesterday is going to uh, pretty much spell disaster for you
6: yeah I was gonna ask you that. I mean, when you're watching those one o'clock games how they just kind of it was like shocking. I was wondering what game in the four o'clock window would have been okay, I'm gonna get even with this game and go back and and everybody picked Arizona and that obviously was the wrong pick. but we know the Philly game you were you were at six and a half when I left the book on on Saturday morning and that had eight hours before it was gonna kick off. What did you end up closing that game at, Thomas?
7: Uh, I closed six and a half total closed 42 and a half. And that ended up being in terms of the amount of wagers written on that. That was uh, the most wagered upon game of the NFL season for us here. So far was the Eagles and Cowboys Um, big crowd here uh, to watch that game last night. uh, Everyone was fired up about it. So, uh, it, it actually, it started out. Well, we had a decision on the first half total, which I think the first half total was 20 and a half. I believe, uh, people were betting the under on that. Uh, it went over. So we, we got off to a nice start there at halftime and, uh, for the game, when you add in the in play and everything else, we, we ended up not doing, uh, too bad on the game with the, even though the Eagles covered. So, uh, Uh, In play, it certainly uh, worked out for us as well there. But, again, uh, you know, now that Dak is back for the Cowboys, uh, we'll see where where they kind of go from here. Uh, The Cooper Rush uh, um, version of, well, Will uh, if Dak comes back, is there going to be a quarterback controversy? I think that was all answered last night for the Cowboys. Uh, there's not going to be any controversy once once Dak is ready. It looks like he will be ready for next week for them. But uh, Eagles uh, remain undefeated, and uh, the the city of Philadelphia remains uh, in celebration mode.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> hey, Stephen Bond, our pro tip, Thomas Gable with the pro tip, which is perfect. Recreational betters tease down. Professional bettors tease up. Here's the example. Green Bay closed eight. Recreational bettors will lay two. We'll do the standard tease Michael Lombardi six. So, again, Green Bay recreational bettors will bring that down to two with Green Bay laying it. Professional bettors will take it up to 14 with the Jets catching it. That's the pro tip, hour one. You mentioned, it's so funny, like the Bucs, Survivor, I'm guessing a a bunch of people lost. But where were the bets on Pittsburgh – hosting Tampa with Tampa lane nine and a half there, Thomas.
7: Uh, it was all Tampa. It, it was all Tampa in that game. <clears throat> nobody expected the Steelers to, uh, to come out there and, and provide much resistance. Um, and it certainly didn't turn out that way. Uh, the, the Jaguars Colts game actually turned into a, a decent sized decision for us. We needed the Colts, uh, the, the Jaguars, um, that game closed one and a half. Colts laying one and a half, um, and then the the Jets-Packers obviously was another big one there, knocking out the teaser liability with the Packers and the money line parlay liability there, and even the Ravens-Giants. With with obviously we get a lot of Giants money. Uh, it, with them winning didn't uh, hurt us a whole lot uh, from the early slate. I think really the only game that we kind of got dinged up on a little bit were, were the Vikings covering there against the dolphins and uh, the Bengals um, uh, with the saints, uh, but very, very good early slate. And that just kind of set the tone for the rest of the day and cruise home.
6: And so now we look forward to tonight. So you got baseball, you got Monday night. You got the you got the Phillies Tuesday and Wednesday. I mean, you're a busy guy over there, uh, Thomas. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be booking like crazy, huh?
7: Yeah, I mean, well, it's good when the you know if the Yankees can can advance here and stay alive. Uh, obviously, you know they drive a lot of handle. Uh, being from New York, uh, the Philly. Team, obviously, they, they have caught fire, so uh, everybody's pumped about that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a busy week here with the baseball playoffs, especially if the Yankees can uh, can close out the Guardians here in advance. Uh, it, it, baseball is going to be off the charts here for the NLCS and the ALCS.
2: We, we do talk about reverse line movement. To make it very simple, when a book has the majority of the bets going one way, but the number goes the other way. That's when Michael or I say reverse line movement. Is that what we have tonight? The Chargers are laying four and a half, uh, yet most of the most of the bets are on them. And we saw this number touch six and a half.
7: Yeah, I don't. We never got to six and a half. I don't think we we opened the Chargers at six, and then it it's been brought down from there, and now sitting at four and a half. We actually got as low as four, um, but it certainly. The, the chargers are the, the team that's getting bet. And uh, um, you know, this is going to come down to Ken Russell Wilson, turn this thing around for, for Denver. We know Hackett's under fire, uh, but uh, the chargers haven't exactly lived up to expectations either for them. They were kind of one of these off season darlings where everybody was betting their season win total over um, and picking them to win the division. And they've gotten off to a rocky start as well. Not as rocky as, as Denver, but uh, uh, we'll see if Russell Wilson can can kind of turn this thing around here for for Denver on the road.
6: Where do you think this closes? I see some four still out there, th- uh, Thomas. I see some fours at, at DraftKings here in New Jersey. The Westgate's at four. Circus still at four and a half. You're at four and a half. But where do you think it? Do you think it closes at four?
7: Yeah, um, yeah. It certainly could close at four. Uh, we'll, we'll see how. Uh, how it plays out. I mean, with the four and a half right now that we, we have, we're comfortable there, especially with the amount of uh, bets we're taking on the chargers at the minute.
2: Okay. Uh, Thursday, Arizona, where'd you open and where are you sitting with new Orleans uh, to kick off week six, excuse me, week seven.
7: We Seven, yeah. So right now the Cardinals are a point and a half favorites at home. Now, remember there's really no home field advantage there for the Cardinals at home. And this is a team that I think if you haven't done so already, you need to take a hard look at adjusting power ratings for, um, because this is, this offense is kind of in shambles at the moment for them. And, and Kingsbury I think is more worried about what, uh, what kind of sunglasses he's going to be wearing for the next game than he is about, uh, the game plan at this point, but it's, uh, there's trouble there's definitely trouble there when you can't muster against the worst defense in the league in seattle you can't muster a, a touchdown uh there's there's major major problems there but um I, I think when you come down to these two teams they're they're pretty much i kind of power rate them very similar at this point uh but cardinals right now the uh point and a half favorite at home
6: yeah i, I okay, agree TG. to me that Thank
5: you,
6: TG. Well, I just said, if you can't move the ball on on Seattle, I mean, you give up six sacks to Seattle, eight tackle for losses. I mean, what are we doing? It's gross. It's gross.
2: Thomas Gable, he stole my sunglasses stick, too, with Kingsbury. Now I'm bitter. Thomas, (laughs) uh, good luck tonight. Appreciate you. It's going to be a busy week at the Borgata. There he goes, Thomas Gable. Okay. When we come back, uh, Bill Belichick returned to Cleveland and delivered a master class. What better should know taking that win for New England and Cleveland? Coming up next with Michael Lombardi here on The Lombardi Line.
3: Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When
5: I think about anything, I think about the way that she
3: did it first. The media mogul. the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall.
5: Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists.
4: You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human.
5: This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great me, conversation. You too.
4: Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.
8: What's up? I'm John Wall.
5: And I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by
1: DraftKings called Point Game. to the Lombardi line on v featuring former NFL executive
6: Michael Lombardi now once again here's Patrick Maher
2: okay football fans you can turn a loss into a win at the king of sportsbooks tonight just place a first touchdown score prop on any Monday or Thursday night pro football game if your bet loses you're going to receive up to $25 in free bets it's a great offer over at BetMGM you can wager confidently and take your game to the next level Again, 25 bucks back if you lose your single first touchdown score prop tonight or Thursday night. It's a great deal. 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. This is the Lombardi Line, and this is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you had a nice weekend as we welcome you back. Chargers host the Broncos tonight. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. So full disclosure, I'm on Roma, a short price on the road at Sampdoria. In Serie A, which is the Italian Major League Football League. You and Stephen Bond just talked some weird language during the break. He said Stanley Tucci is in Sardinia. Would you like to clarify what the hell you mean by Stanley Tucci is in Sardinia, please?
6: Well, CNN has this thing uh, that Stanley Tucci has done. He did it last year, and he did it a little bit in the thing in the spring where they did four episodes, and he goes to different regions in Italy, and he kind of experiences the food. He tells you about the history. Stephen Bond watched the one in Calabria, which was fabulous. And and then last night he was in Sardinia, which I didn't watch because I was watching the Philadelphia Eagles and the and the uh, Dallas Cowboys play. So I'll get to that later at okay. some point. Gotcha. That
2: makes sense. Can we get uh, Len Mead? Here's my request for our fearless leader, Len Mead. Can me and Michael do a remote broadcast from Italy? <laughs> How
6: about a sports book awesome.
2: in Italy? <laughs> that would, what, where awesome. would we pick if you could pick one city – in Italy, where would we broadcast from?
6: Oh, that that's such a great question, Patrick. I i, I think it would be Lake Cuomo. I think I would do Lake okay. Cuomo. Yeah, I think I we should do there. that. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. I have never been, but it just looks so beautiful for, to me.
2: The Godfather was the greatest movie ever made. The Godfather of the NFL is Bill Belichick. We transition. The betters were right here. Remember, Cleveland did get up to three. But the better said, nah, we're not buying it at Cleveland, New England ended up closing two and a half. It was a 38 to 15 win for and I called it a master class because on one sideline, you had a head coach, the greatest of all time in Bill Belichick. On the other sideline, he had Kevin Stefanski, who's simply a play caller pretending to be a head coach.
6: Yeah, I, I think that you put that well. I mean, look, Belichick came in there. His team is physical defensively. They're tough. Their physical second play of the game, they get a turnover out of Brissett. See, they move it down the field, they don't go for it on fourth down. They kick a field goal, go up three to nothing. He never had a problem with that, you know. And then they just keep playing the game, keep playing the game, and eventually they take control of the game. I think one of the things, like the Alabama Tennessee game on Saturday, I when you watch that game, neither team was ever in control. New England-Cleveland, this was a game that New England was always in control from start to finish. Brissett was struggling. They couldn't get their running game going. They tried to get a couple things in terms of their passing game. Brissett was inconsistent. Now, this is the sixth time he started. So, he started to not look as good as he once did. Two interceptions, a fumble in the game. They dropped a a special team's play. So, I thought uh, Bailey Zappi was outstanding, made all the throws. You know, they got great production out of that rookie class, Patrick, which – You know, I mean, let's be fair here. That rookie class was, according to a lot of the worldwide leaders, was a horrendous rookie class. It was disastrous. Cole Strange, even though he started all six games at left guard and has played really well, you didn't pick him in the right spot. You know, they could have got Jack Jones 70 picks later. But nobody asked that question when he intercepted the pass last week against Detroit. You know, nobody said what after he caught it and he made a great play. You know, nice play, Jack, but – we should have picked you 70 picks later. Nobody <laughs> says that, right? Nobody says that, right? And, of course, you know, why would you draft Bailey Zappi? What do you need him for? I mean, they got a, they got the lowest draft grade of all drafts, and they might have had the best draft. This infusion of talent has really made a difference.
2: Well put. My apologies to Stefanski. You may end up being a great head coach, but Bill Belichick, here's the thing about Belichick. Bailey Zappi keeps the offense humming. He what, four pass catchers log 60 or more receiving yards, and they were penalized 12 times for 92 yards. It's the perfect scenario for Belichick. You blow out the Browns, and you got something to clean up here with a rookie quarterback. Yeah. It's perfect.
6: Right. It's it's perfect. And, the, and again, this is, hey, look, we've done it your way, which was we're turning the ball over. We're trying to win the yard game. And now since they played in Green Bay and the last two weeks, they've done it his way, which is we're going to win the game. We're going to try to focus on what works. We're not going to try to extend ourselves. We're going to play great in the red zone. We're not going to turn the ball over. Yesterday's plus two in the turnover takeaway, they had one turnover. And, you know, they got to get better in the red zone. And as the game went on, the toughness showed up. They had 14 drives in the game. They held the ball for over 35 minutes. You know, they had five drives in the fourth quarter. They had 21 plays, six first downs, and put the game away. And so it's just, to me... It's that evolution. The game keeps going and going, and you find a way to win it, and you make adjustments along the way. This Cleveland team, to me, still can't stop the run. If Miles Garrett doesn't get pressure, I don't know what happens. Now, they didn't have Denzel Ward, but they blew coverages again yesterday. I mean, uh, Hunter Henry's wide open. Could uh, You and I could have walked in for a touchdown on that one. But this is what's been going on in Cleveland. You know, they couldn't get the – when they can't get the running game going in Cleveland and they can't play from in front – all of a sudden that offensive line, which we know is a good line is only good when they're in play action pass mode. Oh yeah.
2: Live betters have known about this Cleveland team. If they're not downhill, meaning if they don't jump out to a lead, you fade them because that's the type of team they are. They have to go downhill. And by the way, the injury excuses, Pittsburgh was missing essentially their whole entire secondary against Tampa Bay and won the game. So the Browns clean it up. Um, Here's the yeah, thing. Well, I
6: mean, they went for it on fourth down, though. They they went for it. Of course, they didn't Good get it. Good for them. You know? Good for them. They went for it on fourth down because analytics told them to go ahead and get it, not kick the field goal. Go ahead. And they tried to, they tried to hurry up a quarterback sneak, and, you know, they, they got stuffed at the line of scrimmage. Like, at what point does somebody say, hey, Kevin, stop looking at it? And now I know the president of the team, Paul DePodesto, analytical. And of all the people, when I showed up there in 13, there's one guy who ran the analytical department, which I don't know how he's still there, but he's still there. Like he's still there. He survived 97 regimes. I mean, it's been remarkable, right? Like, and he's still there, giving out bad information about analytics. You know, he came to me one time and said, "You know, that the key to this in drafting is draft young players." I'm like, really, seriously? Is that, you just uh-uh. that's that's your that's You're your lying. research. I swear.
2: The best thing you Joke? can say about Paul D' Podesta is Jonah Hill did a good job playing him in
6: the movie. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, look, if you're Cleveland, I, you know, look, uh, Brissette has played better. But think about this. It's not Brissette's fault, I mean, Michael. This is not Brissett's no, fault. No, it's not. They're not good enough on defense. They misevaluated their defense. They're, they're not a good enough on defense, and they can't play left-handed. And he keeps trying to go for it on fourth, turning down points. You know, of course, only matched by your boy Staley tonight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's getting ugly. We'll get to that game. It's getting ugly as far as the locker room with the Chargers. We, we'll discuss. Hey, quickly. So the Patriots level up at 3-3. Three and three. All of a sudden, I'm just saying, you know who they have next Monday, a week from today? They are the gonna Bears. Be hosting, it's kind of they're the house game, Chicago. right? They're hosting right. Chicago on Monday Night Football, in New England. What do you think the number is?
6: I'd say five and a half. How
2: about Eight. England's lane eight. Yeah, I was surprised to see it through seven as well. I thought it'd be six and a half, seven. They they are lane eight with Chicago and Justin Fields. So betters bullish. Again, remember, betters. The market reacts to what we just saw. And we just saw the Bears play terribly and the Patriots play awesome. And now it's eight. Yeah, it opened eight, too. Wow. A little surprised by that. Mm. DraftKings has seven and a half. So DraftKings uh, a little bit lower they open. But it, it,
6: it, Jav Kings is going to go to eight because if, if you're telling me this is what's going on, I mean, you know, I mean, that's what happens. And look, you know, one thing about it's funny. Let me ask you this question since you've been asking the questions. Okay. Who's who's played better? Bailey Zappi or Justin Fields?
2: That, that's that. The answer is easy. It's Bailey Zappi.
6: I mean, like, it's like, and we keep making excuses for, I mean, today Femi was making excuses for, for, uh, for my man, uh, Kyler Murray. He said, if the, I, he said, if the offense was better, I like, well, fam, tell me what offense oh, you want stop. to run. I'll put anything you want to put in.
2: No. Would love Femi, but Femi, watch the body language. He is disinterested. He,
6: 24 he, He'll th- come around. We'll get him, we'll tw- get him come around. No, to 24 of 34, we'll 34 309,
2: and two. T- if, if, so Bailey Zappi in his second start was 24 of 34, 309, and two touchdowns. He spread the ball around. He was very efficient. If we say one time this year that Fields is 24, 34, 309, and two touchdowns, I'll be shocked. So that's to answer yeah, your shocked, question. Too. We'll be shocked if we see that stat line
6: from Fields. And yeah, no, look, it, you're not gonna see it. He can't complete the guy averages ten completions a game. I mean, come on. That's why this number's eight, eight and a half, because people don't trust the Bears to do anything. And they know Belichick against a quarterback who's young and, and, and inexperienced, he's gonna take advantage of them.
2: What the hell happened late with the Jacksonville Jaguars? I think you predicted it, talking about Doug Peterson. All of a sudden Indianapolis? Is above 500? Does it feel like oh that's
6: God. an above 500
2: no. team? No. But we I told to you the, Jacks,
6: the Jaguars are the most talented team, but they're not going to win it. I mean, it's unbelievable. Jags they're so frustrated. They
2: gave it away in Indy. We'll talk about it next.